Welcome to the Locked on Titans podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, we have two signings to talk about to start our show today, both on the defensive side of the football, one a brand new face and one a familiar face returning from 2019. So we will talk about both of those signings in our first segment. The first signing took place while I was recording last night, so you guys are probably aware of both of those signings, but we are going to go over both of those in our first segment. And then we got about an hours worth of conference call from general manager John Robinson and head coach Mike Vrabel. And that's a little bit too much to give you guys in one single show. So after we talk about the two Titans most recent signings, we are going to get into John Robinson's conference call. And I'm going to break that up into two parts for you guys. So our second segment will be the first part of John Robinson's conference call. The third segment of our show today will be the second. And I warn you, he does talk very glowingly about Jadavian Clowney as Mike Vrabel did in his conference call as well. But what we are going to do is I am going to play for you Mike Vrabel's press conference in two parts, or if I can trim it down and give you guys the highlights in one part tomorrow, then we will do that. Sandwiched in between a conversation about where the Titans currently sit that will include Clowney Talk with the information and the reports that we got from these conference calls and outside these conference calls. And then I will play for you Mike Vrabel's highlights from his press conference before we finish out the week with our Friday mailbag. So that is the next six segments from the Locked On Titans podcast, you guys can count on going forward. But the very first one, of course, is about those two re-signings. So we are going to talk about those first. So excited to jump into everything with you guys. Let's get it. two most recent signings were first announced by the agency that represents both players, but were later confirmed by Titans general manager John Robinson on a conference call on Wednesday. The first of those signings was defensive lineman Jack Crawford, who most recently played two seasons with the Atlanta Falcons. Crawford has also spent time with the Dallas Cowboys and the Oakland Raiders, and his connection to the Titans started during that time in Oakland when he played for defensive line coach Terrell. Williams, who holds that same role for the Titans now. Crawford is six foot five, two hundred and eighty pounds, and is a versatile defensive lineman with length that can play both defensive tackle and defensive end in the Titans scheme. Crawford will be expected to take over the Austin Johnson role in the Titans lineup. He will be asked to be a backup and be a depth piece for the defensive line, which is the role that he has primarily played for much of his career since he was drafted in the fifth round out of Penn State in 2012. It is no coincidence that now he will be replacing another former Penn State Nittany Lion and Austin Johnson in that specific role. Crawford has played in 93 games in his career, has had 16 sacks and 71 tackles. Remember that he has been mostly a backup his entire career. Last season with the Falcons, he only played in 42% of the defensive snaps and his career high for defensive snaps was in 2018 with the Falcons when he played in 57%. He will be asked to play a very similar amount of snaps with the Titans and more likely be around the 40 
40 to 35% as he fills that depth role. Also, the Titans brought back outside linebacker Kamale Correa. Correa played a pivotal role for the Titans late in the season last year, especially in the playoffs, and really blossomed into a reliable player for the Titans defense after coming over in 2018 in a trade with the Baltimore Ravens where he spent the first two seasons of his career. Correa had 37 tackles last year and five sacks, but his impact is not just felt on defense. Correa was one of the more reliable and impactful players for the Titans on special teams and has been for two seasons running. In 2018, Correa played 31% of the snaps on defense, but played 35% of the snaps on on special teams, and then last year in 2019, Correa played 39% of the defensive snaps and also played 49% of the special team snaps. So Correa impacts this Titans football team in two different ways, on defense and on special teams, and whereas at the beginning, he was just a depth piece on the edge at linebacker and was expected to really only contribute on special teams. He really elevated his game late last season and has shown that he can make an impact defensively for the Titans on a consistent basis. That is going to wrap up our conversation about the Titans' two most recent signings, though. We are going to get into John Robinson's conference call. We are going to hear directly from the Titans' general manager on a number of different topics. So part one of that conversation is coming up in our next segment. That audio is courtesy of TitansOnline.com. Do want to remind you guys that you can tell your smart device to play the Locked on Titans podcast just by telling it exactly that. Play the Locked On Titans podcast. So whatever smart device you are working with, just say that name and let them know what podcast you want to listen to and I will pop up right for you guys. Let's jump into part one of John Robinson's conference call audio courtesy of TitansOnline.com. First question he has asked here is about how he's handling the unconventional offseason so far. Uh, it's obviously been an unconventional um, offseason for us after we left the, the, um, the combine, um, got off to you know, free agency and, and have, made, had, have made some moves with the, with the team. Um, and then we've been out of the building, I would say, for um, a week, 10 days, probably. Um, whenever that, that came down, we actually were out a little bit sooner um, than, than when the memo came out. Um, so we're, you know, we're working from home. We're doing a lot of um, web conferencing through the various applications that, that we can do that. We've got some, some draft meetings this afternoon um, scheduled well with the coaches and just trying to do everything we can to um, to try to prepare for the draft and being mindful of a free agency and still still working through that a little bit as well. Specifically, how are the Titans handling draft prep? Yeah, so um, that's that's kind of what we're um, you know all thirty two teams are, are kind of in the in the same boat. Um, we, we we have access to our our database remotely um, with all of the draft evaluations the medical information that we have. Um, there's obviously not a lot of timing and testing data um, for players that either didn't work out at the combine or didn't go to the combine. 
there's some guys that that worked last spring or ran last spring or got measured last spring um, that you have to kind of rely on that information. Um, but as far as the you know the draft board and the talks, you know we talk or we have web conferences daily with um, with the scouts. Um, Coach Brable and I talk on a daily basis, you know, just about pods of players that that we have seen, and we're working through the draft board. Um, we have a draft board within our within our database program that I work off of, as well as um, an Excel spreadsheet of uh, of the draft board that we're that we're working off of too. You know, we're we're, we're still waiting from the to hear from the league a little bit on, um, you know, exactly how all that's going to unfold, um, and if if we can get back into to our draft facility, who will be allowed. All of those things, I think the league is, is, is working through trying to get some parameters in place. Um, and, and if not, then, then yes, I would assume it would probably be, you know, Zoom or Microsoft Teams or some type of web-based um, interaction with our staff um, to try to get through the draft. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, I, that's, that's one of the things that I really look forward to um, in the spring is either – going to a pro day or having a private workout for the, you know, the, the visits that we're allowed to have here, um, in Nashville, um, sitting down across from some, you know, you know, a, a prospect, no different really than, than a lot of other job interviews and, and getting to know them as a, as a person. So a lot of those questions were, were, were reliant that, that, that I can't get answered face to face. Um, you know, we're, we're working through with some, some FaceTime um, stuff with some of the prospects and as well as relying on our scouts and the information that they've gathered in the fall and, and the respective coaches at the colleges across the country to um, really lean on that information that we have so that we can you know, hopefully make the best decision we can for the team. How does Robinson weigh the importance of tape and then data and then medicals during this unusual offseason? Yeah, I think we I think we always try to to weigh heavily on on what our you know our scouts' opinions of the players. Um, that's why we send them out on the road. That's why we have them go visit with the coaches and trainers and strength staffs at, at the at the, their respective schools that they're in charge of. Um, so their in, their in for information and their input into what the player would bring to our football team is is vitally important. Um, but yeah, I would say that, and and to the second part of your question, we we try to we try to um, not get enamored with the measurables or the testing results of of players. I I generally watch the the film and watch the game tape and determine if they're try to determine as best as possible. Not that I'm always right. If they're if they're good at football and what role they would have on our team, and then you know certainly the measurables. It can lead you to, you know, either justify your feeling of the player. If you think the guy's a really fast player and he runs a fast time, then you're like, all right, well, that one looks right. But if he if he looks like he plays fast but he runs slow, timing wise, then you know which which do you lean on? I tend to lean on the tape more than I do the numbers. Um, so I would say the lack of that data isn't paramount, but it's always it's always good uh, to to have that. Um, but it's it's a it's a situation that all 32 teams are in. So I would say that all of us are dealing with the same thing, and we'll work through it accordingly. Robinson talks about the Jarrell Casey trade. 
yeah, I think, you know, anytime you have, um, you know, a player that's, that's drafted um, to a team that, that's performed at a really high level, um, you know, we've got a ton of respect for us. I said it in my statement for, for Jarrell and his family and everything that he did for, for the organization. Um, but, you know, we just we felt like it was, it was time for us to go a, a, a different direction um, there. And, you know, we were able to, to um, find a trade partner in, in, in Denver there. And then with, it, with respect to the, um, you know, with, with the money that, that we freed up, um, you know, there, there's a lot of business that still has to be done throughout the course of the league year. Um, and, you know, we're, we're, we're ever mindful of that. And, you know, we're working through a couple of guys here, um, here at the, you know, kind of the end of free agency, if you will. You know, as well as preparing for potential guys that you want to extend um, later on down the road. Um, you know, as well as budgeting for, you know, your IR players, um, replacement players if somebody gets hurt. You know, all those things have to be taken into account. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd say we explored about every option on that one. Robinson talks about the Derrick Henry negotiations and the viability of a long-term deal. Uh, yeah, you know, we... Um, you know, I met with I met with Derek as as I met with all of the the guys that were whose contracts were going to be up at the end of end of the season once we were done playing there. Um, told him we were going to start working on that, which we did. Um, at the end of the day, we couldn't we couldn't we couldn't come to you know an agreement on that one. So, you know, we used one of the avenues you know to keep Derek because Derek's an important part of our football team. And you know, I've spoken to you know, his representatives after uh, we used the the tag. And, um, you know, we want to continue to have those discussions and those, those back and forth in, in hopes of reaching um, some type of, of long-term agreement. And, um, you know, we'll kick those conversations off again here, you know, probably before the, certainly before the, the training camp uh, gets, gets ramped up and going. Robinson talks about getting a contract done with Ryan Tannehill and Derek Henry's response to being tagged. Yeah, I mean, I had, I had, you know, you never, you never want to say you're, you're 100 percent that, that it's going to get done. But you know, Ryan did a great, he did really did a great job for us um, last year. Um, you know, I've always kind of admired him from afar, and then when he came in here and performed um, the way, the way that he did, um, I knew, I knew we were going to try to do our best to, to, um, to lock him up long term. And then those, those discussions when you're talking about a deal like that, those are, those are lengthy discussions. Um, over several weeks, um, and it was just slowly back and forth um, talking, and, and finally coming to to a spot where you know we were willing to go, and and where where they felt was was good for them. So we're, we're glad that one got done, um, and I look forward to him leading our football team. Yeah, I think I mean I think any time a player um, when you when you have to use that that you know the tag on them, that that's something that ideally they you know they probably don't want um but but still at the same time um he, I, I know that he wants to be a part of this football team um and and you know, i thought it was i thought it was good that that they you know communicated back that he that he does want to be here and he wants to keep working on this thing it wasn't wasn't something that okay well i'll take it and i'm done or i'm just going to do whatever it, he, he wants to be here and he, he conveyed the message to me that through his agent that he, he, he wants to keep working on this thing and we do too.
Where are the Titans at with the fifth-year options for Corey Davis and Adoree Jackson? No, we're still work, we're still working uh, through those, uh, and uh, we're still kind of plotting and planning. The you know, when you're dealing with the cap, you got this year's cap, and then you got to try to look at next year's cap. We try to plan, you know, at least two, maybe three. It gets a little hard when you get beyond three, um, but just looking at how all of those decisions will impact us. Um, the draft impacts that. Whether you trade up or trade down, um, where those slots come in at. So. If the offseason is shortened for any reason, what advantage do the Titans gain by re-signing so many of their own players? That's a great point. That's something that, that we talk about um, is trying to keep the continuity uh, together. You know, a guy like Michael Pruitt, who we were able to, to re-sign, um, was a versatile piece for us. He played on the line. He played fullback. He detached some. He knows the offense. Same thing with Correa. knows the terminology. Um, obviously with, with Ryan and, and, and Derek um, adding Dennis Kelly back um, was big for us adding Ty Sambrillo who played for Keith Carter in Atlanta so a lot of that is similar terminology um, all of that all of that is, is an important piece um, to your point just in case the OTAs are cancelled or pushed back or whatever it may be That is going to wrap up part one of John Robinson's press conference. We are going to come back for part two. Let's jump into part two of John Robinson's conference call. He talked about any free agent moves that may be remaining and speaks on Jadavian Clowney and Logan Ryan. Yeah, I would I would say we're we're um, you know we're still working through it. We're looking at, at guys that are that are still um, available. Um, you know, there's some guys that are that are out there and available that we have had discussions with. There's some guys that 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 we haven't. Um, I don't know that we're we're done, but I don't know that there's going to be a flurry of moves here. You know, we signed. Um, I'm sure, you guys saw we agreed to terms with uh, Jack Crawford. Uh, yesterday and then uh, Kamala Correa last night. Um, so so Casey will be will be back with us. Um, but yeah, there's still there's still some some things that we're we're working through. Um, you know, I have talked to to Logan's representation there. Um, I would say there's nothing imminent in the works. Um, and we have we have touch base with with, with Connie's representation too. And just kind of seeing and trying to navigate work through where where that one might might be. I mean, it's just through talking through through with the with the agent. As far as for you know, actually getting a medical report on the player, you're not going to have a medical report on the player until he sees your you know, until he, until he sees your your team doctors. Um, so yeah, but I would say that that, that there's nothing more important than the health of of, of the players. Um, you know, their their ability to go out. and and, and play for 16 games is is it's important, or at least the games that they are healthy enough to play in that they're impactful. So um, that's definitely an important part of, of of the decision when you're looking to sign somebody. Next, Robinson talks about the signing of outside linebacker Vic Beasley and his overall thoughts on where the edge group is at this moment in time. Well, I mean, we brought him in because he's got he's got some ability to to rush the passer off the edge. Um, you know, watching back through the tape, he's a guy that, that, that plays hard. He's he's fast. Um, he's got he's got good length. Um, 
that he's got some he's got some good snaps on tape, and I'm sure you know he will probably tell you he's got some snaps he'd, he'd like to be better at. It's no different than any other player in the National Football League. Um, but just felt like there was there was there was an ability or skill set there um, that that we could hone. Um, I mean, I think our, our head coach played 12, 13, 14, 15 years at that position, and he's got a wealth of knowledge at that position. Um, and just think that that he can he can work with 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 Vic, um, you know, along with you know Shane Bowen, outside linebackers coach, and 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 really hopefully take his game to another level. I think it's I think it's a position group that's got that's got good depth. I mean, you've mentioned them. You know, we we added Vic. With KC back in the fold, he played some really good football for us down the stretch. Um, Landry, Landry had a good year last year. Anxious to see Walker and, and what he brings to the table. You know, Reggie Gilbert had some meaningful snaps uh, along the way, and then uh, Roberson, you know, kind of as a as a pass rush guy, really factored some at, at the end of the season for us, for us too. So it's it, it is somewhat of a younger group, if you will. But I, I mean, it's, it's an athletic group. Um, that that has some speed and and I think the the depth of that position um, is is pretty good right now. Doesn't mean we won't add somebody, um, but I feel pretty good about where we're at from a depth standpoint. Robinson talks about the signing of Dennis Kelly and his expectations going forward. Yeah, I mean he he really he, he did a good job for us at the end of the of the eighteen season. He had an outstanding um, had an outstanding off season program. Um, in the 19 off season, um, you know, Jack was still kind of coming back there, and it was—I mean, those guys were, were battling um, for that for that right tackle spot. And Dennis did an outstanding job, and then you know, all of a sudden, he has to kick over to left tackle, and he started four games. And um, there were times where he looked, you know, really dang good at left tackle. And there's some plays like I said earlier, I like to have back. Um, but he's a big, strong guy um, who, who can play both spots, um, but has started games. We won games with him uh, in there, and uh, feel confident about him starting the right tackle for us. Robinson talks about his outlook on the quarterback and running back position going forward. Obviously, getting Ryan back there that was that was big for us. Um, you know, Logan Woodside has done a nice job for us. Um, he, he had a little um, procedure last year. Ended up going on the practice squad uh, reserve, um, but yeah, I mean we'll we'll look to the draft and you know see what the, the pool of free agents is like. But you know Logan's done some good things for us, and um, he'll get a chance to compete with whoever else we bring in here. Um, and then I would say the same thing same thing at, at running back. You know there's there's some guys in the draft that are they have they have some you know skill sets that are um, would be very complementary to, to to Derek. Um, and, you know, we've got Dawkins, who's played for us, and, and Wilson, who did a good job for us on the practice squad. So both guys will compete uh, for a spot. And um, and then, you know, still there's still some guys in pre-agency, too, that we're kind of looking at and seeing if they might have a role for us. Robinson talks about the team's plans at kicker. Yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was a whirlwind last year. You know, we had um, it suck up went on IR, and then we brought Cairo in, and he, he did a nice job, and then, you know, he, Missed some, and then we brought Parky in, and then suck up was back, and then we went back. We were able to find Greg, and um, I thought Greg did a nice job, kind of 
steadying the, the rudder for us. Um, finish strong. Um, you know, we'll obviously add some, some competition there at that position, just like we will any other position. You know, same thing at, at inside linebacker and corner and D-line and O-line. We're going to add competition at all the positions because um, I think that's what makes players better is competition. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where we're at right now. You know, we're looking at, at some guys that are out there in, in free agency as well as kind of working through these draft, draft guys. And um, we'll, pull, we'll pull the trigger on, on one of those guys to get in here and, and, and make that position as competitive as possible. With the loss of so many veterans this offseason, Robinson talks about who can fill that leadership void. I mean, I think the, I think we've got a locker room full of good guys. I think we've got we've got leaders in the locker room, and um, it, it you know what I thought. Ryan did a great job being a leader. Derek did a great job being a leader. Both of those guys are back. Uh, ben Jones has stepped up, and he's always been a really good leader. Johnny Smith grew last year. Um, Adam Humphreys has, has you know played a. He's not the most maybe vocal guy, but um, in the, in a meeting room setting, but he's very attentive. He's extremely detailed. The guys respect him. Um, and, you know, that's the same thing on defense. We've got Kevin Byard, who's played a lot of football. Kenny Vaccaro, who's played a lot of football. Rashad Evans took a step last year, I think, hopefully. So, you know, I think the core of players, yeah, there's some guys that aren't going to be in there. We're, and those guys, that you know, this leadership thing, um, there's some guys that are going to have to take on a little bit more. Um, but we feel really good about the guys that we have in the locker room being able to do that. And finally, Robinson talks about an expanded playoff. Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't had a chance to, you know, sit down and digest that. Um, but, I mean, obviously for, for the fan base, whether it's our team or, you know, 31 of the other teams, um, to have a chance to be, to be playing in the, in the postseason, um, to be in the tournament, um, you know, I would say our season last year, we, were, we weren't really a, a, a favorite once we got in. Um, but we were able to string some some wins together, and and you know kind of and get to the AFC Championship game. No different than when I was with the Patriots and the Giants got in, and um, and they wrecked our undefeated season that we had going there in New England. Um, that's that's the way it is. So I, you know, I think it's I think it'll, I think I think in the end it'll be good for the sport. Um, it'll be good for the fan base to be able to you know, have have a couple more ch- shots at uh, at a championship. Of course, as another reminder, that audio is courtesy of TitansOnline.com. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Remember, tomorrow we have a Friday mailbag to go over. We are going to be listening to and breaking down Mike Vrabel's press conference that took place today. And then, of course, we will be going over any of the major news and notes that come out in the next 24 hours. Remember that you still have time to get in those mailbag questions. Just send them to me at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter and make sure you are subscribed to the show so that you can enjoy the answers to the mailbag questions tomorrow along with all the other content that's going to be coming throughout the offseason. So now that you are done with this edition of Locked On Titans, check out the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. Like I tell you guys all the time, it is the perfect time to take in draft content and get as ready as possible for the draft coming up at the end of the month. But For me, that is going to do it. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.